It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're picking our favorite Spider-Verse edition, Mike, across the Spider-Verse. We'll zoom enhance frame by frame and yes. let you know if there's any reason for anyone to be upset about this. I, I, yeah, yeah, why is this news is my question. And, and what, is, what does this mean? Uh, Loki gets a sweet and sour surprise. Mm, wink, dunk, wink, dunk, dunk. Wink, wink. Uh, it, it makes me hungry. Like, I've already had lunch, <laughs> but I'm, like, hungry. I'm, like, yeah, I could probably, could probably eat. Disney Plus gets a disappointing price hike, uh, Mike, uh, and more. So You know what? You were just talking about fast food there for a moment. So it just yeah, yeah it you're me stuck. Back to, you're stuck in fast food. Got it. <laughs> it brought me back to yesterday. You know, I feel like usually whenever we talk about food or new snacks on the show, we usually get good feedback. So I, that's just more and more evidence that we should just abandon this show entirely and start mm. the. We could do a fifty-fifty. We could do like a half podcasting. superhero, half half snacks. We do for. own we do own superhero snack. Uh, the domain and all the handles. We've that's just right. haven't done anything with it, um, but. Uh, yeah, my wife pointed out to me yesterday, I started the day going to McDonald's, uh, because this old, older corporate, um, McDonald's chef had made it into my TikTok feed oh, where no. he was sharing his opinions about working on the corporate side of McDonald's as a chef and, uh, spoilers. Uh, he was pretty okay about it. Like he wasn't like, you know, uh, spilling the tea of any like disgusting things or anything like that. He was like, no, that filet of fish is like. That's like wild caught fish. They just like take that fish. It goes on a boat. They cut it and then it's like fried and you're eating it. So I was like, man, I'm going to go, go get me a filet of fish. So mm-hmm. I had McDonald's for lunch. And then uh, we were at the mall later in the afternoon. So, man, got to pop into Five Guys to get some fries. Wow. And nothing's gonna, nothing is going to stop me from going to the closest Coke Freestyle machine. Like, I love the Coke Freestyle machine so much. I want a, a monthly subscription to it. Like, I want them to mail me a special cup and where I can go up to any Freestyle machine and I can just circumvent any cash register involved and just whenever I want, unlimited what is, Coke Freestyle. What is, what is stopping them from making a Keurig for Coke like this, right? Where you buy your flavor packs like, and you pop them in and next thing you know, you have a, a, a nice fizzy glass of soft drink. Like, I mean, it could, it like, could be there potentially in the future. I right. could see it. I, I, I know there's like expensive versions of this, but I'm like, no, no. I want a pod of like Coke Zeros, like that. I just <laughs> pop it in. I don't want to have to mix and measure and do all this stuff because I have a Soda Stream. I like my Soda Stream, but it's not as convenient as a Keurig kind of thing, right? Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Continue. I agree. Coke freestyles are fantastic, <laughs> and that makes me wish I had one in my home. Yeah, and I mean like. I like throw a price at me, Coca Cola. Like I'm negotiable. Like throw any of my, I'll make it work in my budget. You know, give me like a Coke freestyle like app on my phone to show oh, me like the nearest one that I'm by. It's Disney style where they put the NFC thing on the cup that you buy. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. yeah, this is the one time I'm okay. <laughs> and like have different tiered plans, right? Where like maybe a lower tier is like once a day or something like that. Really just get me hooked on the system. Uh, so you so know, it's, like, I, it's, I, it's I, instead of a movie pass, you have a freestyle pass. Yes, that's yeah. all I want. Yeah. And the AMC down the street, I don't know if all AMCs have freestyles, but our AMC has freestyles. Yeah. I'd love to just waltz on into the AMC just for a drink and then head back out. 
Um, what, what's, your, what's, your, what's your what's your what's your drink of choice at the freestyle? Like now that we're in this, because the thing, that's the that's the that's the best part about it is it's whatever like yeah. it's limitless possibilities. To be honest, so yesterday I had a diet mellow yellow with some orange added in. That was See, great. Diet mine mine is the mellow yellow zero with raspberry and the Ooh. raspberry peach flavor. Like do a 50-50, and it's fantastic. That's a good one. I should have done that because you can mix that, your own freestyles. Even like you're like oh, I can. I can do different percentages of different flavors, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I made a huge, I made a huge pivot. I went, uh, I went cherry ginger ale after that. I mean, like, come on, who is not going to pay a monthly service to the corporation of Coca-Cola for this yeah. freedom whenever you want? But anyway, yeah. I'll get off my, I'll get off my uh, hot summer hotter free, takes free over stuff. here. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then you know, my wife mentioned it to me. Because I was just like, oh man, Taco Bell's got that new like grilled cheese taco with they keep uh, advertising with dipping sauces. So I was like, I you know I just mentioned that. And she's like, you know, if you go to Taco Bell, that'll be three fast food places in one day. And I was like, well, I'm sold. Like yeah. for some Bingo. reason that didn't deter me. <laughs> yeah. So I tried that new uh, dipping taco. It's a little messy. It's messy in a way of like you can't really touch it because it's just the, like the grilled w- cheese is so greasy on the yeah, outside. It's yeah. wet, slidey cheese on the outside. So you kind of peel back this little paper they give you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like really work. And I don't know if they're still crafting their shredded beef technology, but I was like a couple bites in and I legitimately thought they forgot to put beef in it and they put refried beans in it instead. And this is supposed to be like all like technically uh-huh. like kind of like whole meat in a way, right? These are supposed to be muscle fibers yeah. and they were so soft. I thought it was refried beans, they, um, but I still ate it. So yeah, I yeah, mean, you know, we're in a recession, Mike, and, and Taco <laughs> Bell's even got to cut back. A little so your, your, your experience uh, may vary, but yeah. yeah. We're going to be talking about uh, McDonald's a little bit later. Mm-hmm. For some reason in this episode, I wasn't expecting it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, maybe yeah. think about fast food. Yeah, in, in the, like we're talking about McDonald's in a not fun way, and that's really depressing to me because I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah, I love a good gimmick. Mike, you love a good gimmick, right? Anything with a different flavor, a different mm-hmm. thing. You know, Mike, me and Mike share a lot of Mountain Dew flavors that are coming up. It's it's a problem. <laughs> but the newest two are the Game Fuels coming out back with the Diablo. Um, crossover a promotion right that that mm-hmm. you shared with me and i'm like oh hell yeah i like game fuel those are really fun flavors so um excuse me i i really just think that you know when you get a chance to go out to eat i i like to i like to vary up what i'm doing mike i don't know about you 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 sound like you you know what you want to do like you have a craving just go for it mm-hmm. so uh I'm, I'm very much a you know what's what's in the moment what have i not had in a long time kind of guy and and really now I just want an in-home Coke freestyle machine, and I need to see how much these are co- they're going to cost me to, to to put one in my theater, Mike, down here in the basement, right next to the popcorn <laughs> maker. But um, you've you've also you know not only have you been out and about, you also have I've been playing your Switch. I've been playing my mm-hmm. Switch. I didn't put it in here because I already talked about Pokemon Violet when it came out last year. But the new DLC is coming soon enough because every game has DLC, right? What game doesn't have DLC these days? <laughs> Uh, but you, you, you were able to, to play some Switch and, and tell us about your experience here is now that you're getting on the, the hype train. Um, uh, not I wouldn't say several years late, but at a really good time where you have a lot of choices to, to pick to play. Yeah, yeah I just beat 
uh, Breath of the Wild uh, last week, and that's how I was reminded that uh, DLC existed for it because the, um, I mean, these are very, very minor light spoilers for Breath of the Wild, so if you waited as long as I did, or technically even longer to play it, um, the game has a great ending, a very cinematic ending, but just like how all cinema ends, it just ends. It doesn't put you back into the world after you finish the game unless I believe you get the DLC. I haven't played any of the DLC for Breath of the Wild, but I believe that would put you back into the world after you've saved Hyrule Kingdom. And there's like a motorcycle in it, apparently, mm-hmm. as I saw from like the splash art. And there's some other loot and stuff to get. But I had... Um, Uh, opinions from other friends that have played Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom that say, oh, if you want to roll just straight into Tears of the Kingdom, you can probably just skip the DLC. You know, any sort of extra story that might have been covered in the DLC, you'll you'll get caught up pretty pretty easily in Tears of the Kingdom. So I'll probably end up doing that, but Breath of the Wild was really fun. Uh, Like I said before, it's, it's it's like Elden it's like Elden Ring light. You know, I I kind of was able to scratch that same open world, you know, mythological combat itch. Uh, but at the same time, I just wasn't terrified. So when I was like when I knew I was about to start like the final boss, like I wasn't worried about like, OK, do I need to like make sure I have a bunch of recipes ready to go? Do I need to make sure, you know, I have enough you know time? There's no distractions. No, I just jumped right into it. Uh, If you're familiar with the game, I didn't have anything cooked. Like, I had to basically consume all of my just, like, freshly picked, like, gourds and apples to survive the mm-hmm. to survive the battle which was really funny because it would have been so much easier it's like if if i just would have even, even thrown a couple apples on a fire in between this this would have been a little bit easier but it was just it was one and done uh it was pretty pretty straightforward but it, it's nice change of pace but it was fun looking forward to tears of the kingdom mm-hmm. so yeah i guess i mean not surprising to hear another person recommend breath of the wild to you out there right i mean i'm like i'm the last person on the planet to do that but mm-hmm. breath of the wild was fun Hopefully, so that's like saying, soon. yeah, you're like, you're like, yeah, play Halo 2. Uh, <laughs> you know how long ago that was? Yeah, it's fine. But you're like, it's cool. You're, you caught up. Everyone, you, you met yeah. the consensus. You met the consensus, right? Like, there, you, yeah, you, there you, you go. see, you see where everyone was coming from. So, absolutely. <laughs> I was telling, uh, I was telling Chris earlier before we started recording that the Switch has has had unintended consequences of now I'm portable and free yeah. to play games whenever, which is really cutting into my productivity. Uh, like uh, the dishes go a little bit longer without getting washed when I should probably get over there to that sink. Uh, you know, maybe I, other household chores would <laughs> be I, happening. Maybe I should make a web comic. Yeah. But like, no, I think maybe I'll just play Tears of the Kingdom. I, I applaud um, my, my Switch when I'm playing it portable with the included, um, what are they called, Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. My finger, my, my, the way I play and hold, like my, my elbow kind of goes numb after too long, right? Like, I'm like, okay, I need oh, to step away. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. So I thought, I thought like something was going wrong with my body. Yeah. I had one really, really long session last weekend with it where like, you know, you kind of just pick it up just kind of very casually, you know, at like maybe like one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. And then you yeah. look up and it's been six hours and it's just like, why does my thumb hurt? Mm. And then I went to bed that night and my thumb still hurt. And I was like, what is happening? So yeah, those, yeah. those joy cons are maybe not the most comfortable. They're not term. Yeah, but I know I I have um, the Hori H O R I Split Pad Pros, which are not wireless controllers. They just go on the outside of your um, switch mm-hmm. when you're dock. But they they add that roundness that like an Xbox and PlayStation controller have to the edge, mm-hmm. so you don't like 
push on whatever nerve that is you're holding, like by holding <laughs> the flat back, the flat backs. And I can usually play a little bit longer with those. So I've, I've really, really enjoyed doing that um, with those. I can't recommend those enough. Like past year I've had them. They've really been like a game changer for, for using the switch in portable mode. But you know, um, you know, speaking of, of, of playing good games a little too late, what about making TV shows on, on game <laughs> properties a little too late, Mike? Because I've I've yeah. heard like I've heard like a mixed goddamn bag of this. So. <laughs> yeah, if you can see in the if you could see our show notes uh, here live as I'm talking about them, I have uh, a show here listed with only one episode that I've watched, and there's probably a reason I've only watched one episode of it, and that is Twisted Metal streaming now on Peacock. I believe to not much fanfare. I didn't realize it was out. I was just casually browsing through. I was like, why do I have all of these streaming services? I don't think I, I watch anything on Peacock. Let's see what's going on over there. Pull it up. I'm like, oh, every episode of Twisted Metal is ready to stream? Okay. They, 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 they did the binge release, so don't, don't yeah. feel too bad that you didn't miss so like I, a weekly thing. So I hopped into the first episode, and I, I guess if this is supposed to be hot summer, hotter takes... Right. Um, I, I feel I do not know how to describe my opinion of Anthony Mackey. Uh, I, I do not have any ill will against a man. I don't dislike him in any way. I don't have some sort of odd celebrity grudge against the man. Right. I'm sure he's a great, nice guy. But like, I just really do not enjoy him on screen. I don't know what to say. I mean, if he's in like a supporting role, you know, as like Falcon or something like that, I, you know, it seems to be okay or it doesn't grate me the wrong way. Um, I mean, I liked it when he was fighting Spider-Man with Bucky in Civil War and like Spider-Man was the goofy guy and he was just kind of like reacting in annoyance. I, that was really funny. I thought he played that really, really well. But like him front and center, he's doing like this really, really goofy, uh, snarky, like wacky character. And I I just can't get on board with it. And I think it's just me, though, because intellectually, I'm just like the things that he or he's saying, I can see it being funny. I could totally imagine somebody in their living room like cracking up. Um but, like, I just can't get into it. I don't know what it is about Anthony Mackie, and I feel bad. Like, I don't have any any mm-hmm. any illusions that he's listening to me talk about him right now. But I don't know. Maybe it's just not for me. It's kind of like when you, you know, yeah. you pick up, like, a... Um, you know, like a, like a drink or, you know, a food or something. You're like, ah, I'm just not, you, you, if you like it, that's fun. I'm just not digging right. with maybe music. Maybe that's more of an example. <laughs> that's like, you know, you don't you consume it through years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just don't know what it is, but as for the show, as for the first episode, man, they are stretching that budget as thin as possible. Every, pretty much every wide shot of a car is like a CG model because I, it's basically it's become a tipping point where it's just cheaper to just do that in a computer than actually to like go out, you know, uh, on set and like, you know, rig a camera up really, really high or fly a drone or pay a stunt driver to drive oh, yeah. it. Just do it all in the computer. It's got to be cheaper to do that now. Uh, and it's just like, and I don't know if this is an aesthetic or creative choice and I'm not saying I hate it. At least it's different, but the saturation has been cranked to 11 and I, I don't know if they're just trying to make things look more cheery or visually appealing or maybe video gamey and some psychological, but the, there's like pink cars that are like the pinkest cars I've ever seen in my life. There's blue police officer uniforms. That's the bluest blue I've ever seen fabric be. So if you watched it, let me know. Is it just the the color settings on my TV? It seemed very, very off to me. But the first episode ends on a cliffhanger of like Sweet Tooth, and I was like, 
I'm I felt a little compelled to watch episode two, a little compelled. So there might be enough cheesiness there to entertain you. you. I will say <laughs> you are in the minority, according to Nielsen and um, NBC Universal. They say most people binge at least three episodes in one sitting of this show. So well, I don't I don't know if this is um, if this is telling because the reviews on. You know, IMDb are usually self-selecting and they're kind of hard yeah. to pin down. But I looked at all of the episodes uh, ranked and it seems to go as you get into the series, it seems like it gets better critically as you go through the episodes. I don't know if that's just because the people that didn't like it dropped off and only the people that liked it are left reviewing the I think later it's called episodes. Stockholm Syndrome. Like the longer <laughs> you're with your cat, but- you start to... I, but I, I would say long story short is I have strong opinions about the show, but I don't think I would necessarily tell people to like avert their eyes from it. You know, there, I think there there's enough chaos happening, at least within that first episode that I got to imagine it's got to hook. It's uh, it's got to hook people, at least some people. Right. It just wasn't mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, just just because, you know, the only other show Peacock, I think, is renewed right after debut was uh, what was it? Um. Uh, the Natasha like Leone show, yeah, Poker, Poker Face, Face. yeah. Um, but they said that this is the their most binge show released to wow. date, comedy wise, um, on NBC Universal. So there are people watching this. I still think, you know, I've talked to several people. One person who loved it, one person who was like, "This is trash." Uh, <laughs> so like, I, I've 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 seen both extremes of this. I will say the the one thing I do know about this, Mike, and this is this has got my Mortal Kombat syndrome all over mm-hmm. again. There is no twisted metal in this. Like they're like, they're like I know like there's no competition, right? It's not the hey, if you win twisted metal, you get a wish from Calypso kind of deal um, that they're adapting it. But I I am my goal was to watch it. I know they're like 20, 22 minute episodes, right? They're like half hour bites. Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty quick and. Yeah. I I did in, I do enjoy the plotting of it though yeah. I do like the concept of the world of like it, uh, uh, it, everything's fallen into anarchy so now the only people living outside the wall cities are primarily like couriers mm-hmm. and then people trying to rob the couriers so I was like okay I get the concept of the world but one thing that was driving me and my wife crazy is so like Anthony Mackie in real life is forty four years old. So, yeah, you can play a little bit younger than yourself in a TV show. So let's, like, round it down to at least, like, 40. You know, late 30s maybe, but let's just say 40 for easy math. The show opens up, and it says, like, you know, quote-unquote, the world went to shit 20 years ago, something like that. Um, So that means when the world went to hell, Anthony Mackie's character was 20 years old. In the first episode, he sees a baby, and the and one of the characters says like, oh, you've, you've never met a kid, but you've never met a baby before. And I was like, he's definitely met a baby if the world didn't go to shit until he was 20. And then he's like brought into a walled city and he's like eating like, um, he's eating like a nice meal and he like, doesn't quite know how to use like the fork and knife. Like he's some sort of like, you know, he's like, he's like some sort of like, uh, you know, just like caveman. It's like, no, he, he lived in a social, socialized society for 20 years. He's not like some sort of like, you know, cave person coming out of so i just thought that was very very weird so i don't know exactly maybe if i caught that narration wrong at the beginning but i'm pretty sure it was 20 years so yeah uh really really funny attention to detail that seemed to get missed <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i i um 
I think to me, and I, I explained this, what I would have, this, this also suffers from what uh, I've been calling secret invasion syndrome, where you've chosen a really good property with a title and then you've failed to meet that property, right? Like, like, I, like you mentioned, like there is no games, like it's not twisted metal, but it's got a good premise. So why didn't you just call it something else? Like, th like there are other ga video games, there are other, you know, come up with a creative name. Um, you know, and do that. And that maybe on the last episode, you turn it into Twisted Metal, right? Like you give it a different name and then the last episode, like, oh, this is the precursor to Twisted Metal. And then the next season could be Twisted Metal kind of thing. So I, I feel they're relying on that IP name a little too much without really leaning into it, which is what C what we, we can agreed Secret Invasion did, right? It took what Marvel's, one of best Marvel's best series and was like, hey, actually, this is just like a really tiny bit of something that's not going to mean much in the long run. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that that's yeah. I, my my plan is to still at least watch the first one, if not two, and and, and try to figure yeah. that out. Yeah, give just watch the first episode. I'm just curious yeah. what you what you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll definitely let you know. And then also for housekeeping for everyone else to know, we are going to be taking off the end of this month, the last weekend of August. We will both be uh, out of our own home states or current states, I guess, and and somewhere else. So we're going to not have an episode at the end of August, the week before Labor Day. So we. Uh, Sorry, but not sorry. That's our summer vacation. We actually get a summer vacation this week, this yeah, year. Superhero slate summer. Yes, where the takes are so hot, we, we have to take a week off. This, yeah, the, we we have to do it, or else you know we'll we'll implode from the pressure of doing this podcast, Mike. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, so let's jump into this. Mike still without air conditioner. We're not gonna. We shouldn't dive on that too much. But just know, Mike is is heating up over there. <laughs> do and, you want? Do we want a temperature check? Let's do a temperature check, okay, everybody. Let's see. Let's let's see where we're at. We are cranking in at eighty three, just a little over eighty three degrees. Okay, so it's rising oh, yeah. from last time. I, so yeah. Yeah, I promise. Uh, I was gonna tell Chris. Don't do it, everybody. I'm recording with my shirt off. <laughs> oh no! Oh it's no! Too, it's too hot. Oh my god! I gosh. was I was gonna have like the because I'm right in front of like a, a window, so I was gonna open up this window, get a little bit of a cross breeze growing. But then, like as soon as I thought that would be a good idea, there's like a tow truck out on the street, like beeping like every oh, half yeah. second, and I'm just like, no, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I don't want to like get up in the middle of this podcast, try to slam this window. So I'm just gonna sauna it up. That's everybody. right. The we're, superhero slate sauna. That's right. We're going hot to, summer, hotter takes. Hot sauna. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yes. Are yes. we talking about the Flash? What's yeah, going on? We're talking the flash, about the Chris? Flash. Too. Yeah. So another another minute has passed since I wrote down the time code on this. But the <laughs> Flash, um, this movie that just won't end. Um, it, Warner Brothers is releasing a Flash and Black Adam 4K two pack. And everyone's like, why are, are these two movies like the ones getting the 4K releases? Are they also going to have like QR codes that send you to some sort of like NFT or something like that? Oh, uh, is I, there some sort of crypto scam going on here as well? Uh, no, I, I can't. I can't see why it's coming out in October. I was trying to figure out what it what it is and why these would be together. I mean, not saying that, you know, uh, these are the two biggest DC bombs. We also have. Um, if people forgot Shazam 2 was in the middle of these, right? So why are we not getting a Black Adam? Black Adam and Shazam may have a two-pack, but why is Black Adam and The Flash getting a physical <laughs> release? Uh, you know what? Th th this, this makes me wonder what happens to the legacy of kind of these movies, because we're going to be talking about the legacy of one of these DCU movies here in a second, but... How do these hold up in like let's say twenty years when you have like a whole new generation that grew up um, without these movies stumble across them and I don't know maybe they'll be in their Apple Vision Pro thirteens 
making uh, video essays, holographic video essays about like, oh, the 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 Black Adam movie that just couldn't quite get off the ground, but that it was so mm-hmm. good and everyone loved it, but it just didn't. And it's just like, I just want to know what the revisionist history is going to be for some of these last vestiges of the Snyder universe, you know? Yeah. And it's not even that. It's just like, it, it, I don't even consider Black Adam part of the Snyderverse, right? Like it, it, the only thing he's got was, I mean, I guess these are the last attempts at bringing cameos into the DC EU. <laughs> like, right. We had like Henry Cavill at the end of black Adam, which I literally forgot about till just now, uh, even though we <laughs> talked about it last week. And then, you know, obviously the flash has more Batman and Superman in it than you could shake a stick at. Uh, so I, it just make, I don't know why this is a two pack. I don't know what, what, what they, what they're doing. Maybe, maybe the rock has like a, I don't know, a physical release deal and he's like yeah i want to do this see if we can make some money off of it i don't know but like i can't wrap my head around it mike and it seems like the internet can't either basically i'm everywhere i've seen this so uh i've included an image of this it's also like the most i would say unserious pack package of all time (laughs) before i clicked on it i almost was like i'm gonna predict what the cover of this box set looks like and i was like i bet it's like a diagonal line that separates the the image and you have like they both have lightning bolts someone (laughs) saw both lightning bolts and in their in their names that's what it was someone was like yeah let's get this going in the marketing department folks they're obviously the same they're obviously related somehow so uh it's also like a double thick case here too which is weird because like i i have dvds that are like single thick but like have like the multiple stacks right of, of them someone has gone through the trouble to putting these together in like like two different cases as well. <laughs> this is what uh this is what uh this is what grandma gets you when she knows you like superheroes but mm-hmm. doesn't really quite understand the the, the deviations Man. between all of the different movies. Do you know what a five below is, Mike? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's is a like five a, below right here. Yeah, this is like a bargain bin type of thing. Now, like I I feel we're being I, I feel like we're being a little too harsh in my opinion on the flash because it's being lumped in with black. I think flash is a superior movie to black Adam in almost every aspect. I would actually sit down and rewatch the flash. Uh, I would not do that to black Adam. So I don't want to lump them in critically for my opinion, for my taste. Uh, but you know, if maybe flash is going to attempt to carry oh, black on. Adam a little bit more, I hold don't know. <laughs> hold on here. Let me see. Um, oh, I, I went to box office mojo for the DCEU. Just to mm-hmm. see what I can do, what I, what I can see here, uh, and I don't even I don't even see the Flash on this list. Uh, so maybe it's <laughs> well, like the all... two. Like I, if anything, maybe we we don't give Black Adam critically more, but it at least did make more money overall at the box office. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's like it's putting two, putting two flawed movies together in their own right to possibly yeah. make something that makes a dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. But anyway, if you're interested, uh, put on that do not buy for Christmas list. Make sure no one gets you that <laughs> because you don't you don't want to get that too back. It doesn't even come with digital codes, Mike. Look at it. It's just physical like 4K <laughs> and Blu-ray. All right, moving on. The Suicide or Suicide Squad, not The Suicide Squad. The original David Ayer's version that came out. Uh, David Ayer has been promising his version after quote-unquote drama from the DCU new announcements comes out. It's like James Gunn wants to launch his universe first, and he has promised David Ayer that this, his Ayer cut will release. Is this something we want to see like 10 years too late? Like, is it, <laughs> it's like, what? Why? This is another, I, I put on the, why though? Like, I, I get it. He didn't get his version. It's probably cool, but like, do, 
wh- why are we waiting and is it even relevant by the time they well, reboot this universe? I mean, I guess strategically, if you were thinking about, you know, uh, people's opinion of your work, uh, you would want as much time to elapse between the last time they saw the Suicide Squad and when they see your version. So at least there can be uh, some There's sort of a whole other Suicide Squad in the middle. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, do I mean, there? I... I mean, out of curiosity, yeah, I would watch it. Just like how we said the same of, like, out of curiosity, yeah, what does a Snyder cut look like? But at the end of the day, I mean, like, it's not like Error has made a ton of things that I have enjoyed, you know, in the past. He made Orc Cops, right? Is that, like, uh, the one that was on Netflix with Will Smith? Not Will Smith. Oh, I have to. Yeah, I I think so. I'm looking at his IMDb right now because um, what's I'm looking at his... Because he didn't write that, um, Bright. that other guy wrote it, he, right? He did, yeah, yeah. He didn't write Bright, but he did direct it. He's done The Tax Collector, which was a Shia LaBeouf movie uh, in 2020. And now he's doing The Beekeeper, which is next year with Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, like, yeah, Bright was awful. Bad movie. Uh, End of Watch was good. Never saw Fury, but I've heard kind of, like, mixed things about that. But, mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I, I like obviously when you watch the Suicide Squad, you can see like the insanity that encompasses like the editing, right? You know, which is out of Air's hands when it's not his cut. But uh, you can't necessarily like create. You can create a movie that feels different, but I feel like you can't change like the core uh, concepts of the film, right? And I, yeah. I think those were also flawed as well. So, I, I think you know. I, again, it's curiosity, but it's not something I'm like, I'm, I wish I owned this. I wish I could go back to it and revisit this because it's going to matter one day. It's not, right? Like, it's it's over with. But I just realized that he wrote The Fast and the Furious, the first movie. He is the writer <laughs> for that. So that is what he's writing on 22 years later. Yeah. So. I mean, I... I'll give the I'll give the I'll give the dude credit. It's not like he this the movie was entirely bad. I'm sure he had some sort of final approval approval over casting and some of the cast mm-hmm. in this film was really good. I mean, especially Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Uh, that was a knockout of the park for sure. So, but I do yeah. like how he how it it's quoted as after all of the drama yeah. from the DCU announcements calms down. This will come out. It's like, dude, there's always going to be drama around the DCU. Right. That's just kind he- of like the whole bread and butter of that side of. The, the universe <laughs> this week is everyone's like I, I've seen more articles about how the DC universe with James Gunn is already confusing because the Flash didn't reset it Wonder Woman's still continuing or maybe it's not and now there's this I'm like yeah like no one's ever going to be happy over there you you've got to you need a clean cut right like a nice nice slice of your cake where the the rest of us not crumbling over onto onto your plate Mike you know what I'm talking about right a nice clean mm-hmm. slice of cake. And they, this is like more of like what do they call like um, it's like a crumb cake, if you will, where everything's just like kind of all <laughs> it's over like a the place. Cake. It's like yeah. a coffee cake. <laughs> yeah, you, you're getting a little bit of everything, no matter what you want or, or do. So I, I guess we are still what two years out from Superman, if you will, 2025. Mm-hmm. So this is just going to be the the talk until you know um, more more solid work comes down the line, but. I, again, I think I we agree we'd like to see it out of curiosity, but is it necessity? No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, we are in August. We are halfway through August. I, I thought we were still the first of August the other day. Boy, was that a rude <laughs> awakening. Uh, but Ahsoka is coming at the end of this month, right? Um, here at um, I believe it is the the twentieth, not the twentieth. What's it called? The twenty 
Is it the 23rd? We were a week and a half away. <laughs> I, I was like, it's not the 30th, it's the 23rd, because we originally said the 30th. Um, episode 1 and 2 are dropping on the same day, and their run times were revealed with 54 minutes for episode 1 and 42 for episode 2. So Nice. That's uh, some meat on the bone there. That is, that is pretty good. And um, then they also will be weekly after. I wrote August 23rd in the notes. I wasn't even looking at the show notes, Mike. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, and then they're weekly after that. So the 30th, 6th, 13th, 20th, and 27th. Uh, before we get into October, which kicks off the Loki uh, show. We'll talk about that later. I'm pretty excited to see this. I, I really dislike the clean lightsaber look that I've always said. Like, you can tell they're just light poles now mm-hmm. rather than, like, beams of light. So I don't like that. But I am excited to see a lot more lightsaber users in this, getting getting a return to the Clone Wars slash Rebels cast and see what Dave Filoni brings uh, solo to the live action table, right? Because I think this will tell us if we're going to be excited or not for his solo movie at the end of the yeah. day. I hope I can enjoy it as well as somebody that has seen all of Rebels and maybe has more of a, a knowledge of these characters that have already existed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, they are all going the mentality of like, oh, just like pretend every comic book is somebody's first comic book, right? Yeah. So I- I'm sure they're going with a similar mentality because I was like, I don't know who these characters are. I think yeah. I watched one episode of Rebels. Yeah. And I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I mean, I should I should do another Google because like about a year ago, I tried to find a recap for uh, Star Wars Rebels, and there wasn't like a a completive a completive all seasons. Like I could find some recaps for a couple seasons here and there, but nobody has done like a retrospective. So I'm gonna look that up real quick, Chris. They have a. Talk. I did see an Ahsoka. Um, maybe it's officially Star Wars or like someone who's like like me. Like this is your watch list of the Clone Wars. And Rebels for to get ready for Ahsoka, like the must-have mm-hmm. episodes, which I think was under ten total. So I thought that was pretty cool to have that. Um oh, hell yes. Two days ago, my favorite recapper, uh man of recaps, has an entire series recap for Clone Wars and Rebels. There you go. Which I believe if it's coming out, if this came out two days ago and Ahsoka is here clear as day on the thumbnail. It must be from the perspective of trying to get you ready yeah. for um, for the show. This is awesome. I yes. love Man Recaps. He's just he's great. He's to the point. He's got a little bit of his own opinion, but also he doesn't let it get in the way of recapping stuff. So this is good. This is what I want. Yeah. I do think that is helpful, Chris, of of uh, quintessential episodes. But mm-hmm. like yeah. I just said before, like well, uh, if I'm if I'm playing my Switch, I don't have time to do anything. Right. Else. Well, I, I would also say this is one of those situations where you don't need an Ahsoka recap. You need a Rebels recap, right? There's a difference because you know who well, Ahsoka is. And you're like, I, I don't really, I'll, I'll figure out more about her in her show. This is like, there are extra characters in the Ahsoka show. you like, I don't know who Sabine Wren is uh, and, and so on and so forth. So I, I, yeah. I think there's value in this. I'm going to, I'm going to put this in my show note in our show notes yeah. uh, without watching it at all. Just because I know Mana recaps is good mm-hmm. and I don't even have to watch it to know that it's, it's going to be helpful. I'm on, a, I'm, so. on, I'm on the page. It's his longest one since attack on titan but that i mean that's like that's a whole different beast so um yeah. Ooh, i should watch that too because i i'm kind of done watching attack on titan but i would be curious where the story goes so yeah um, anyway before- i am i am excited for soka i keep seeing um 
uh, more clips show up into my uh, feed, kind of prepping people and hyping people up. And I'm just like, it just looks good. Mm-hmm. It just looks visually enticing. There, yeah, and and I my my theory is always is a lot of these trailers are showcasing like the first two episodes. So mm-hmm. like like what are we not seeing? Like how good is this going to get? Because they're only showing stuff from the first two episodes, maybe three, without trying to spoil any of the story, right? So. Um, yeah, very, very excited, and, and, and we'll see when that comes out at the end uh, in a week and a half. But speaking of Lucasfilm, uh, they're rumored to be developing, uh, similar to Marvel, a What If series. Not the Visions show, but a What If, based on like actual um, changes in the timeline and universe. And mm-hmm. this could be either animated or live action, but I believe at this point it would probably be animated. Uh, just to I mean Chris, budgetarily like they, like I don't see them getting back all these actors. They are they already did this in a certain Lego Star Wars special where they flew around the timeline and yeah. changed and changed things which I, was pretty fun. That was a good uh, time. But you do you do bring up a good point because when you say there's a rumored what if the first thing in my head I think is like oh they'll just do an animated. They might even yeah. just use like the same like you know producers or whatever from Marvel and shift them over to like Star Wars content. But then you do bring up a good point. Like the visions already exists. And like, I feel like kind of already exists within the same space and kind of genre. So I mean, maybe live action would be cool, but also at the same time, are you going to confuse the audience even more that has to already manage uh, a timeline in their head of where they are in the universe when, before they watch their show. And now they have to manage, is this canon or not? Well, I, I I think I don't, I, if people can handle Marvel's, what if I I don't think they're going to be, I don't think it'll be confusing. I think it'll be headcanon kind of thing. But why are you not releasing Star Wars detours instead? Oh my gosh, yes. Like like Please. literally it's done, it's animated, it's got a bunch of silly what if stories, right? Like the one that's leaked is what if the um uh the two uh bounty hunters that look the same took over Dexter Jester's diner is like a hostage situation. Like that is all you need. You don't need to make another show. Just put those out. Those are going to be fun yeah. and little 10 minute like and, tidbits on there. And what's the moniker that they use on Disney Plus for something that's like what is it legacy? Is that what they call it? There's like a little there's like, like Star Wars legacies and like Marvel. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. yeah there's there's like yeah there's like a little like thing especially for like those old classic like Star Wars like like the Christmas special type the of droids. stuff. It has like, yeah. Yeah. It has some sort of moniker on it. You could do that for the detours. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, so this brings up something else interesting. I've heard about a lot of um, TV and content production out, out in, I guess in Hollywood and everywhere else, Mike, is that they're looking for what's called second screen content. Are you familiar with the phrase second mm-hmm. screen content where it's like, yes, it's in the background while Mike's playing his switch. He's got second screen content on, the TV is like background noise and stuff like that. And there's a huge push for that right now. Like what can we make that's not like overly produced? That's not high concept that people can just run in the background and be content with. And I, I you know, to me, detours is one of those great items, right? Like the bite sized content that's just running in the background. Be like, you can look up like, Oh, that's pretty funny. And then go back to whatever you're doing. Like you don't need yeah. to sit and stare at detours. And just I, send them over to the Star Wars social media people and just have them throw it up on like their Instagram reels or their TikTok page. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would be very Hell, you can there. you can put like you you know you can release entire movies in their entirety on X for several days and not be taken <laughs> down. Uh, exactly. Uh, but but yeah, there is a there's value. At, at, back to the what if. I would like to see what if. I wouldn't care if it's animated or not. I think animation 
would be well suited for this, but I don't need Clone Wars animation, right? Like I don't need the Bad Batch slash Rebel style stuff. Give me something that looks like the Marvel stuff that's similar to life, but like can literally, I, I think would be great if it spans the entire scope of Star Wars, right? From like the first Jedi, the first Sith, all the way through like, you know, what if, what if Palpatine had really died and we got the movie? What if we got a good episode nine, Mike? That's a good what if um, kind of story. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I think there's value in this, but at the same time, I I'm, I would rank again, the unreleased detours over this because I don't need to make more content. Let's just release what we have because I've seen one and it was funny. So cross fingers. But speaking of movies that were released on X over the weekend that were up for like <laughs> 24 plus hours and never taken down, it's called Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, no, Across the Spider-Verse. Sorry, this is this is the, the Into the Spider-Verse is the other one. Across the Spider-Verse is the new one. So Across the Spider-Verse is now on digital, right? Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to go buy it on digital, you can do so. It's not on rent. It's not on streaming. So this is like the buying. But there are a plethora of differences from the theatrical version. We talked about this originally several months ago. Like, hey... There's two different versions of um, Lila, the the 2099, his uh, AI. Different, like one's a selfie and one's like a different version. Um, it's cool to see it. But apparently, if you go and look at this, there's like uh, I, I've included the uh, thread in here of uh, all the known changes currently. It's like mm-hmm. 10 plus. Uh, so there's this version and and the second one that is now in theatre or in in digital is the canonical one, if you will compared to what you may have seen in theaters. At the end of the day, just going to cut out here, I don't care. I, I don't <laughs> care. I don't remember the lines of dialogue or if they did a voiceover versus text on the screen at the end of the day. Like, it doesn't take away from the story of how good this movie was, right? And how visually appealing this movie is to watch. So, I, I don't care. We just live in a world where people can nitpick these things after release you have once told me an anecdote from uh, people who um, check the movie before release, right? Like, mm-hmm. what, what what's that job called? I think, they, I think QC. Yeah, like quality control films. There's just not time to release, you know, the the full QC version in theaters. So the home release gets QC just a hair more. Um, a lot of people, uh, specifically we talked about in the news, uh, was the Thor Love, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, the... Um, Oh, yeah, the special effects kid Kid. portaling in. Yeah, 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 (laughs) with, like, his head kind of floating there. So, you know, that's a different thing. But, like, this doesn't take away from the movie. It's just weird that people are so into the minor details about it, like, to create this list. And I'm like, I don't care which one I saw. You have a cam version that no one will ever see again. And and while we, you know, you're like, Chris, you you say this about George Lucas. You want to see the original ones? It's fine. I do want to see the original ones. But, like, that's changing actual story points and, like, adding in things that weren't there. Well, this is just rearranging voiceovers and dialogue on screen. Yeah. Stuff like that. And, like, I have, like, I have three takes on this. The first take is um, I I am curious now. So we did report that there were these, you know, different – uh, differences between the film depending on what theater you got you went to and when you saw it and I believe that was pitched as just kind of like a unique fun thing to do with the context of the movie but being multiverses and how 
uh, people can go to the same movie and see it a little bit differently. That seemed to be intentional, and yeah. I think that was fine, and that's a fun little game to play. But if that never would have happened, I don't think people would have been so primed to look for these differences, right? And I don't think this even would have been a headline if they wouldn't have kind of done that, um, that kind of like creative... I guess gimmick in a way to add a little bit more special context to the theater release. So uh, usually I think this kind of stuff happens all the time in other movies and you just don't notice when it goes from theater to home that, yeah. oh, they move this line, they move this around. Which is funny to think that like uh, this probably is really messing with some people's Mandela effect <laughs> where yeah. it's like, no, I swear when I was went to theaters, the line read was this way and not this way, uh, which I do find funny to mess with people in those minor ways and drive them crazy. Um, Number two, I feel um, I feel like like you said, Chris, this really isn't much of a big deal. But at the same time, we have reported on many times that this movie seemed to barely just get made in time. Yeah. And there is absolutely no way the third installment is hitting theaters on time. And I, I think you and I will both be pretty shocked if it make it if it makes it a to a 2024 release for the next film. So I think just goes to show you like they were even struggling to hit the release date that they had there in the summer. So I think these are just kind of things that the directors and producers were just like, no, this is what we originally intended. We just couldn't get to this version of all of our notes, oh. you know, before the theater release. So let's, let's do it. And cause the, and the home digital version is what persists long term yeah. into the future. So you kind of got to nail that to, one down right? to add to that. Movies are not sent to theaters the opening day. Um, they're probably sent there weeks in advance, right? Or downloaded weeks in advance because there are hundreds of gigs files if they're using the digital version. So absolutely, there can be like, hey, this is the one we have to send now. It meets our standards. It'll be fine. But, you know, ones that maybe still get physical releases or they send an update over the air um, could have those changes as well. So yeah. I, I, it's not like, oh, they delivered different ones on, you know, 11:59, and this is what we watched like they're literally like some theaters have to prep this weeks in advance to watch these movies so yes yeah. and i feel like last observation and this is purely just an observation i don't know if i have an opinion on it either way but like man it is not hard for people to get uh cams of movies yeah. anymore like all of these threads that you see are just like straight up pulling clips from cams that are very much illegally recorded and just throwing them up on like social mm -hmm. media for like comparisons, which I think is cool in a way of where I can get like raw interpretations of comparisons, right? Like I don't have to like, you know, wait for somebody. Well, I can't even wait for somebody to get a home release because it wouldn't be the same. So you kind of have mm -hmm. to do it from a cam. There's no other way to do it. Uh, so I do think it's funny that people, the, the, I feel like the, the, the kind of like the behavior of people have, has changed so much on the internet. Like yeah. they don't care where the footage comes from. They just need it for the purposes of a post. Yeah. So it is just kind of wild scrolling through uh, Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And you're yeah. just like seeing straight up cam footage on it, which oh, yeah. I just thought was really, really funny. I, I enjoyed the side by sides of some of that cam stuff. So I, I think mm -hmm. that's fun. But like th this thread has what well, was 12 when I originally posted, it's up to 30 now, um, by the way. Uh, but you get, you can watch some of this stuff in here. And, and to me again, it's like, they changed the the dialogue from "Yep, we've got our sign" to "We found her." I'm like, this is nothing. Like, the, literally, that doesn't like alter the whole movie. Um, you know, there's a couple shade changes. I think of like Hobie, uh, right from um, Spider uh, Spider Punk. So, uh, dive through this list, take a look at it, let us know what you think. And really, for me, 
it's not huge changes. Like this isn't like, oh my, they, they cut a whole scene. They added a whole new character in, right? This is just mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, we did a little bit of polishing. or We need this version because our script for the next movie relies on this version. I, I don't know. So um, thankfully, there's only two known versions of this. Both were in theaters at one point. Only one is on digital, and we can just rest knowing that the one we're going to be watching is all going to be the same one at the end of the day. It's not. Clue, this isn't the ending to Clue, Mike, where we all had a different ending when we went to theaters that we all weren't probably old enough to watch in theaters. So, anyway, moving on. Disney Plus, uh, where you cannot watch across the Spider Verse currently, <laughs> um, is adding a price hike of three dollars a month on their ad-free plans, up to thirteen ninety-nine. This is now six dollars, twice the price of what it launched at two years ago, um, which is really depressing to think about because I don't feel we're getting more content than usual. Yeah. It does just kind of feel like, um, there's a uh, accountants on a ledger just trying to make, uh, we ma- trying we, to make the numbers make sense. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we didn't realize how much money wasn't in, in, in yeah. streaming, uh, yeah, the, at the end of the day. The, yeah. And I feel like the most difficult thing is, especially when it becomes the Netflix, cause Netflix is like a Silicon Valley, uh, investment company right whereas like disney is just like this corporation that has existed forever where uh the streaming industry like the the prices have never really been honest to what the service is like i don't want to like defend a corporation and say like oh you've been getting a discount all this time but like that kind of is what it is right they intentionally price things low first you know to undercut the cable industry to grow Mm. to grow to grow because that's been the whole business plan the whole time along right for something like a netflix is we need to gain as many subscribers as we can so we can become actual competition capture all of these users and then start to raise prices to kind of normalize what the service kind of should be so uh but you're gonna you're if you take if you wait too long and if it becomes like a normal price people are not going to be very accustomed you'll, to you will you will lose subscribers instead of yeah. gain them at the end of the day yeah and- I, I feel like we're not going to see i feel like we're not going to see like a big tonal shift from consumers until a streaming service tops twenty dollars a month yeah. i think that'll be the big signal flare that shoots up and all the headlines start popping off of like first streaming service to cost more than twenty dollars is this right seems like if you're if you're under 1999 for the most part you won't draw too much ire yeah seems and, to be the strategy and, and this kind of backed up here if you are a uh, netflix a mem- uh, netflix pricing for for those who don't know um is 15 15- 49 a month for standard but their premium their 4k which is i would say is comparable to to disney because you get the 4k you you get maximum quality that is 19.99 a month at at, at netflix um and uh but either way you know the the percentage it sounds awful in reality 14 dollars um for for families and stuff like that with your disney movies it's great i just there are going to be um domino effects this right like you're accustomed people are accustomed to your your movies coming out on this 45 days after release right they're not going to be doing that anymore like there there's this is going up and the the speed that they're coming here are going to be slower so we'll have to keep an eye on this you know at the end of the day this is like the first time i actually thought i'm like do i even need this at this price mike i'm like it's 14 dollars a month it's not a lot it's not about the money I'm like but is this enough for me to be like i don't really need this um yeah on, i would how met- i operate I would imagine if they want to avoid some churn, they're going to have to start offering deeply discounted yearly rates Yeah. where it's like, well, I don't want to pay 14 bucks a month, but I'll pay 10 bucks a month if I can pay for a year up yeah. front. I feel like that's going to become 
a lot of exactly. normalcy. And, and that's what we have the yearly plan, and that's, that's and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. We're locked in for a year. You know, you're not gonna get two months of us, and only or only when Marvel's on something like that. Because I, again, I, I own a lot of these. I have uh, what's it called? Movies anywhere. When you buy a movie, you put the code mm-hmm. in, you can watch them. I, I don't really need a lot of what Disney Plus is offering, and I'm also not a family. Now, I, I, I again, I don't have young children watching this. Is this where, like, Bluey is on, on Disney Plus, right? Like, how many people are relying on this to entertain their children uh, every every day? So um, we'll, we'll see we'll see where this comes out. The other part is Hulu increased to seventeen ninety nine a month for ad-free as well. Um, so that's $18 a month and $14 a month. But if you can bundle these together, Mike, and here's where the value is um disney plus and hulu ad free is 19.99 a month so for this they really say you're paying for hulu for 18 plus disney for two dollars so my guess is and i put it in here this is more numbers for your investors right and users are cheaper so now we like we've increased our hulu subscribers and we've increased our disney plus subscribers but like technically it's like one bundle really at the end of the day does that make sense like you're mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you're in one bundle, but like that counts as two subscribers for their investors. So, um, I, I feel that the this bundle is going to be the way a lot of people move to, and I believe we've talked about this before. If Disney buys in Hulu, they're just going to bundle into one, regardless. You're not going to get a choice in the future. Yeah. You're going to have. I both. think that I think that was reiterated. Disney had a um, an investor quarterly call last no. week and i think that was reiterated that uh, there is more plans to integrate hulu yeah. and disney plus more yeah absolutely and then the other part of this due to uh you know probably the news that netflix did they'll be cracking down on password sharing next for, for disney plus so um i i think that's like the next iteration in online streaming right preventing password sharing mm-hmm. so uh that one doesn't surprise me so much but at the end of the day i'm gonna have to i we we i told my wife we're gonna have to personally reevaluate what price disney plus is in november and what deals we can get uh, mm-hmm. to do that because you know um I, we get max with our at&t service like our, our our home internet so i'm like i'm not paying for that that's kind of a, a nice value so what what mm-hmm. what can what can what can disney bundle with to get me uh you know some some savings here at the end of the day but oh well uh now for some fun stuff x-men 97 promo art for the characters uh, has come online highlighting the team members and i told you this um uh, outside of work but like damn these are hd versions of the ones from the 90s we grew up with like they're yeah. actual solid lines you can see here it's not just like a big blur of color uh for frames so it's they look really cool i i enjoy these looking at these um oh who designed these are um suits i can't gym something i want to say um it's probably way off but like uh i i love the the x-men the animated series outfits right very iconic mm-hmm. at the end of the day so um yeah you can check these out in our show notes we got images um Highlighting all the team members, of course, Cyclops, you know, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Jubilee, Rogue, Gambit, uh, Storm. I believe that might be her new look. I don't remember how she ended in the show. Uh, Morph. Uh, I don't remember Bishop either, but he's in here. But it's really fun to look at. So I recommend you guys take a look. Any, any big takeaways here, Mike? As, as someone who um, maybe we'll draws? be seeing some maybe we'll be seeing some clips soon. Yeah. Um, some HD clips of the show. That'd be nice to get a trailer. Yeah. I, I want to see an action, right? Like that's the seeing them in still is cool, but we want to see an action. I want to hear the voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to hear the theme song, right? You know that theme song St- yeah. stuck in my head sometimes. So I want to hear Wolverine go, "Hey, bub." Hey, bub. That's yeah. all. That's I, all I want. I want him to look at this picture in bed while he's in his outfit. <laughs> They'll probably yes. reference that at some point, but 
yes. Check out that in our show notes as well. Uh, speaking of sweet and sour sauce at the top of the show, Mike, we're into Loki. Uh, they're doing a promo with McDonald's. Uh, part of the one of the many things called the As Featured On Meal at McDonald's. And let me tell you, um, the, the choices that you have for this are just absolutely mind-numbing because there's nothing <laughs> special about these, these food. You either get a 10-piece nuggets, a Big Mac, or a quarter pounder with cheese. They all come with a special sweet and sour sauce container that has Loki. And if you scan it with, what, Snapchat, I think it gives you some different filters. Yeah. But, but boy, this this is really sucky. That It wasn't like some sort of new meal item. It was just a re-stickered sweet and sour yeah, sauce. It's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a low lift, right? It's kind of like the McDonald's doesn't really have to do anything different except get a get some sort of design approval for uh, for a Loki uh, foil label, right, to go on top of it. And yeah, there are AR elements, right? But like, you could have done that with literally any company, any promotion, You could have left product, the label the same <laughs> and did the AR components. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the only the only slight benefit here and i don't know if this is going to be like corporate synergy nonsense or whatever but like the big question that you raised in our group chat is why why does the sauce come with something that's not nuggets and it makes me think is there going to be some sort of like you know cheeky moment in the show where a character likes to get the sweet and sour sauce and like put it on their burger and then another Mm -hmm. character goes like oh that's odd and then they're yeah. trying to get in front of it and think like, oh, my God, this is going to be so important. People are going to want to do this in the real world. Do you world. remember the Rick and Morty <laughs> thing that they did years ago? Yeah. We got we to gotta really make a lot of these, you know, containers. Now, I, I think, you know, there is a, a, I think, a small clip online. And there was a moment in the trailer we saw where you see Sylvie. And it looks to be like a, a 1950s McDonald's outfit, right? Like a retro McDonald's um server she's behind the counter and loki's there to meet her and i think this is maybe the first time they've met since the end of the first show so i i don't know like but all the other promotions were like as featured on loki now does this make now my mic my because this is my question is this an extended promo and loki is the first step because there are a bunch of other shows and movies they've, they've referenced at the end of the day in this as featured on teasers so like the, as you see in the sticker here, and I, I believe, is this the same label? that is this the official label that you've put on our Yeah, I believe that is from the Sweet label. and Sour Sauce as featured on Marvel Studios Loki. Now, will we have like a something as featured on, you know, um, there was like some sort of um, uh, anime that had McDonald's. I, there's a bunch of stuff I can remember. I just can't remember. Um, but like I know what's there. It's like, do you think that this is maybe like the first step in an extended promo, and they're just using Loki as the kickoff point? Like yeah, we're gonna I, get different I, different sauces or different like menu items that are. Based I don't on know, that? but like the uh, the the vintage. I believe this is like kind of seventies McDonald's yeah. look is fun. Uh, so I, I like to see what they do with that. I'm sure the 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 production design has always been one of the cooler things about the show for Loki. So the fact that they'll have to recreate, you know, a yeah. counter, a checkout counter look, at McDonald's back in the '70s is really really fun. Um, yeah, look at that collar but, on her shirt, like that wide collar, like that's that scream '70s on her on her yeah. outfit there. So, but um, somehow we were finally able to get, you know some hard-hitting food journalism into our show yeah. thanks to uh thanks to loki and mcdonald's that's right exactly uh the other part that mcdonald's has been crossing my my feed lately is uh they're, they're doing the pokemon card promotion again so if you want some pokemon cards you can go get that 
Yeah. Uh, well, oh, actually, you know, we're going to take a break here um, because I, before we jump on the next one, because I want to give a shout to a uh, friend and, and listener of the show, Patrick, who sent me his Lorcana deck that he got at Gen Con this, this year uh, when he got a playtest, uh, the game demo it at, at Gen Con. So I now have a Lorcana deck before the game comes out. So uh, I'm very excited to play Lorcana, Mike, as you know that from the past year. I've been harassing you mm-hmm. about this. So um, <laughs> that should be out in stores maybe this week uh, or at least big box stores at the end of the month as well. So stay tuned as we come back and, and probably talk some more about it. I, I, I want to get your vibe on this. So, uh, yes. Anyway, m- uh, the Marvels, uh, the upcoming uh, the next uh, movie from Marvel, currently slated for November, possibly delayed. Uh, studios are talking, Mike, with the, the writers and the uh, – the actors guilds to to meet um you know to come to an agreement finally uh hopefully sooner than later and um we might not have anything else delayed but we don't know what that looks like but the marvels uh kamala the director's out doing um has done interviews previously before this she's not doing interviews now right um she might be able to is the director's director's guild is not affected by anything. yeah so from a director's point of view she might be able to do something yeah but a lot of these interviews happen on when like they're filming the movies on set so they just can't release them for like a year or something like that mm-hmm. but anyway uh she said that kamala's bangles from from you know the the show miss marvel will get answers in the film of what they are why they exist and what they do so the she did say that you notice that they affect space and time when paired with another form of power. I don't remember what her power that she paired them with in her, the show was, unless it was like her mutation. Um, that might be something, but uh, it looks to be the energy entanglement we're seeing in this upcoming movie is based on uh, a mixing of the uh, accuser's hammer and a bangle at the same time. So I'd be excited to kind of see some interesting time and space stuff, and maybe this leads into the, the well, literally, this could get into the Kang Dynasty, right? Like, you know, the theory is maybe these are remnants of the Time War when the, when the Kangs yeah. were out there. So, well, I think we're also curious too if these bangles are entangled or comparable in any way to the um, to the rings right? from yeah. Shang Chi. That would be interesting. I mean, maybe this is like the uh, this is the new type of like Infinity Stone light MacGuffin, right? These mm. kind of ancient artifacts that people are using for powers. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to find out. Yeah, maybe they combine together. Like you get the bangles and the rings and like some other stuff we've not been introduced yet, and like that was like. Whoever has that, like whichever Kang version gets all these, is the one who like wins the time war kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I'd be interested. We're gonna need a little more solid solidness about this, a little more, you know, focus in this as we come into phase five. So we'll keep you guys posted as we move our way through those. But yeah, we'll get answers for that. In other words, uh, other news as well for for Disney Plus, the Nova specials presentation has been scrapped over there reportedly. It was never really announced, but. It was always rumored to be in the works, but the character was not scrapped. It will just be introduced in the MCU later down the line. But I think this aligns with uh, Bob Iger's statement of streamlining Marvel releases and focusing on stuff. And I think, you know, too many special presentations could lead to, again, we're big fans of special presentations more than the TV shows. But, you know, anything extra is probably getting nixed as they come down the line. Yeah. I believe a highlight from his uh, call with investors this week, too, that like, they're also they want to just bring down the cost of everything too. To me, it just seems like um, Iger left the company. Chapek came in and said, "Let's crank out as much as we can, so mm-hmm. we can just start churning 
There, um, there's sure, money sure. in streaming services, so it, the yeah. more we put on there, the more money we'll make, which yeah. isn't true. We d- so we need we need more and as fast as possible. And uh, Iger is here trying to stop the turning of that wheel, yeah. and it seems like they're trying to maybe bring it back to like you know phase one, phase two era of Marvel, where it's yeah. just like let's be strategic about what we put out. Let's also make sure that they're good. They're yeah. just good movies and quality, right? And let's make the budget kind of reflect the box office return yeah. as well. So, yeah, I'm not surprised something like Nova, even though I've been looking forward to a Nova story, kind of gets scrapped. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 special presentations, like I, I fully expect the Century special presentation to to also be scrapped, right? Like I don't expect. Mm-hmm. To get honestly any more, <laughs> maybe the Witch's Road that's still I think in, up in the air. Um, but like you know, I think they were, I think they are the best use of their money over TV shows. But you know, what what do we know? I think we can't prove that a one shot gets a lot of people in, whereas a TV show over time could bring in people for multiple months in subscription. So, um, yeah, we'll keep you posted. But honestly, yeah, Nova is he's just um one of those characters that is just not caught a break in the MCU yet, but could, <laughs> yeah. could easily get there when we move forward. A couple of interesting notes here. They also had a release schedule calendar on that, that investment call, right? Uh, a, a big things coming out this year, uh, including Loki, but it is uh, echo was not on that list. Uh, even though it's a day, one day binge release. The was it the weekend after Thanksgiving? I think so. Yeah. So it's rumored to be delayed due to this absence, because Loki was on here. Loki, it's not just TV, like movies. Loki was on this release schedule, but Echo was not. So my theory goes back to Actors Guild, right? Even though it's a streaming show, they still need to actors to promote it. And if they're not at being able to promote it because they're on strike, this show would get delayed because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, no one really knows exactly how all of these um, strikes are going to resolve, how long it's going to take. It's all conjecture. I've seen some say it could be take as long as to like possibly like March or April next year. I think that's kind of like the most long term scope of it. But if you start to kind of like read the tea leaves, you know, uh, they are back to the table. At least the Writers Guild is back to the table negotiating at the end of last week. And at the same time, the Emmys have also officially postponed their show until January next year. So uh, obviously things can move again. We've, we've gotten very used to things in COVID, mm-hmm. post-COVID era of dates and things shifting all the time. But, you know, this is an, is an award show that absolutely must have uh, actors and creators there or you just can't do the show. Mm-hmm. So if they're, they seem to be at least signaling confidence for January. So maybe a uh, big question mark basically for anything in 2023 is probably what we're looking at still. Right, yeah. A lot of things that are within the next couple months you know probably okay right those promotions are already probably filmed uh interviews were like i said are usually done on set um echoes you know one of those things it's the first binge release model uh for for marvel studios it's got the return of kingpin and daredevil uh slated to be in it very unknown character very unnecessary show i feel again this is one of those like being more and faster and they were like pick a character okay this is it but um you know, if it's delayed, that's fine. I don't think it's indicative of the quality. I think it'll be what it is regardless. So just waiting on this to uh, get promotion so they can potentially hype people up for it. Uh, the other note on that was Deadpool 3 was not on the release schedule for next year, indicating a uh, delay is possibly on the horizon for this as well. Because they were like, you know, 
they were filming and they were shut down with the actor strike. We were always like, "Well, oh, Ryan Reynolds can, you know, dub his dialogue in series, but he can't he can't do that with the writer strike, so he's he's not even going to be like he's on like a double can't yeah. work duty." So like this is probably going to push this one back a little bit. If anything, I feel like this is this is overall better for the Deadpool movie. The downside is we have to wait longer, but the upside is is now we don't have to worry about like if the actors never would have went on strike, right? And the Deadpool movie would have been made under the writer's strike. If the movie would have come out and it wouldn't have been as good. And if we didn't like it and there were things that were, um, not up to snuff, we always would have think like, Oh, what if he could have ad libbed on set? You know, that was yeah. the thing that was missing. There were, there was, they were creatively restricted. That's a bummer because this Deadpool three movie was going to be a big deal. So like now I feel like we don't have to worry about that as much because by mm. the time the actors are probably back to work, I would think the writers would also be back to work as well. So they I, can sound, kind of get things back to normal. You it know? sounds like the writers are first on the list. Um, mm-hmm. based, well, they've based, been strike. They've been striking the longest. So it makes yeah, the sense. They've been striking the longest. And without, writers you can't the actors can't act right either so <laughs> so um it's it's one of those things I, I think if they get it done he can at least do the writing i think this will we're gonna again as you said dates are gonna shift they're gonna shift horribly you know not in our favor but like for the betterment of everyone else involved in these productions so uh, we didn't put it in here but um the the marvel vfx teams are unionizing are trying to unionize as well yeah. um i think it like so. the i haven't looked into it but obviously if you've, anyone's ever watched the credits for a marvel movie there's lots of different vfx teams that work on a movie so mm-hmm. hopefully this is the start of a good thing but yeah. i don't it was the, i don't think this is well it's the in-house it's the in-house team first union because they have it marvel has an in-house team but one gotcha. of the things i didn't understand vfx people get paid a weekly salary or weekly money no matter how much overtime they 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 accrue there's no mm-hmm. um there's no lunch penalties like actors and other like you know guilds get right so they they just need the same protections from being overworked and underpaid at the end of the movie that's industry. great because so. i mean i i feel like i've only ever heard i feel like the vfx people i kind of lump them in my head with like video game creators mm-hmm. uh and you only ever hear about crunch time with that type of yeah. stuff you never hear of somebody like oh my last week on a project you know it was just a normal like 40 hour work week I was like, no, I, w- I didn't sleep for like four days, you know? Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, it, it's, I would say the current striking, I would be, it's maybe not a catalyst. The fire's always been burning, but it's a good time to, you know, stand up and, and fight for, for your rights as an industry because without mm-hmm. the VFX, a lot of these Marvel, you know, shows, any shows probably wouldn't, wouldn't ha- be able to meet those deadlines. So, um, very, very excited for them and hopefully that goes through. Uh, speaking, continuing the, the Deadpool conversation though, uh, Hugh Jackman has apparently met with Kevin Feige before the strikes, um, uh, about a, a role, a big role in secret wars movie, like a, like a, uh. as a future of his character continuing off Deadpool three into that movie and making that movie the swan song for a lot of these, you know, Man. legacy characters, if you will. I just, I just really hope Secret Wars pays off, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad all of this turmoil and struggle within the MCU is happening now because I want the ship to be righted by the time we get the Secret Wars because th- there's like a huge opportunity here, right? Because we've talked about like how can you outdo in any way possibly Endgame where you had all of your characters coming together on screen for one like giant battle. It feels mostly impactful. It feels earned in every way. Like I'm basically trying not to cry while I'm watching it. Right. Like how do you top that? And like, seems like 
if you're just trying to go bigger, you have to include like every possible version of the characters. I'd love to yeah. see Hugh Jackman in the role again. We get to see it in Deadpool, which is great, but to see him yeah. around all these other characters, you know, uh, like maybe he gets um, fastball specialed, yeah. you know, in a more of a classical term. But I guess that could happen in Deadpool because you have Colossus there as well. Yeah. But maybe maybe Hulk picks him up. Maybe, yeah. oh my God, we could see Hugh Jackman and like Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. That would be an iconic pairing there for a moment. That could be fun. So I just, I want it to work. I just right. really want it to work. And, and it sounds like to me, again hopefully this is the game like this isn't like we're setting up all these characters so we can pull another 10 years out of them right like this it sounds like secret wars will be the reboot the dwindle hey we don't have to worry about cameos from the fox universe anymore because we own them and we put them all to bed at the end of this like we're, we're done with multiverses after this is is my hope so uh if they're able to Paul Hugh Jackman, who was a staple for, for, for comic book movies since the, the debut of X-Men in 2000. I would think, you know, this is a little selfish. Why not bring in Wesley Snipes from Blade? Because <laughs> you know, he cool. was the 90s you know, R-rated movie. Hell, even get Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher for a couple seconds. Um, but I also don't need a whole movie of where I'm, you know, with the Leo meme where he's pointing at the screen the whole time like <laughs> well i think i think we're also going to need uh what david hasselhoff as uh nick fury, nick fury from the 90s yep, yeah yep. we'll need like, that yeah there's there's tons of things that you can pull up the, the howard the duck robot right like the the, the, mm-hmm. the the big one so like it's just one of those things i don't want that it needs to be a good story and these characters need to have a reason to be there but you know while again in game was fun and we did know those characters this is going to be one for everybody who's been along for the whole ride, I feel, is what it sounds like it's shaping up to be. So um, now while everything's on pause, writing's not done, you know, actors aren't, aren't solidified. If Bob was to, Iger, was to give Kevin some money and say, look, this is the most money you get. This is it. You need to make the best movie ever. I would want to see some of those cameos probably in there, right? The multiversal cameos at the end of the day. Like, yeah, go ahead and do that. I don't. Sure, we're going to have Anthony Mackie's Captain America, but is that the fun part of Secret Wars, Mike? Or or is it, is it going to be like seeing, you know, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher and Thomas Jane's Punisher in his like black, like his little black car he souped up in that movie, like show up at some point? I don't know. So um, this is a really weird thing to think about at the end of the day. Like, what do you, what do we want? We just want a good movie, right? Is maybe, can we agree on that then at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Like, we want a good movie. I don't care who's in it. Make it a good movie. But Hugh Jackman, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Lastly, I did not know THQ was doing a video game, um, uh, like, a, like a, hey, here's a bunch of movies, or games we're working on this week. But uh, one of the games revealed is something that we I think we theorized or rumored before. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. It's getting a video game based on the comic book of that same name. So um, this, this trailer is very much a teaser. I think, as you said, like, there's no gameplay. It's just literally like, hey... Um, you know, obviously the last Ronin is that the idea of like three of the turtles have passed away, uh, in battle and there's one left and he has to like avenge his brother. So it looks like this game may be living through those battles, like, like dwindling down, like through each of the characters stories to, till you get to the last one, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be a, I mean, that would be a pretty good way to, uh, arrange the narrative. 
kind of like each chapter is a different brother. Wow, that's like that's like incredibly like depressing, but like also that's, extremely dramatic. That's kind of how <laughs> Halo, um, not Halo Reach, Halo Three ODST. Did you ever play that one? You yeah, play, you mm-hmm. play as a drop tr- troopers, but like you're the main one, and then you go through and you touch something, and you have a memory. Like he's like, oh, this is what mm-hmm. happened here. That could easily be that as well, um, possibly. So I. It is depressing. Like this is not a happy story by any <laughs> means, but um, yeah, I I have the uh, I have the 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 trade the collected story on my Amazon wish list, so maybe I'll get around to reading it at some point in time. But yeah, this could be. I mean, obviously, I'm all about turtles, and I do appreciate how you made this the last item uh, for our news this week. Always yes. uh, bringing in turtle turtles at the very end. So I'll use this as an opportunity to tell people just to go watch Mutant Mayhem in theaters now because mm-hmm. yes. great. And I love it, and I want people to go see it. Uh, I saw that the at least I don't know if it was like the executive producers or the the head of like Paramount Animation or what, but they were happy with the with the return mm-hmm. on their first uh, opening weekend. I don't know how it did this weekend, uh, but I'm just I want to I just want a sequel. I want you, more turtle stuff. So do you want to be? You can't beat Barbie this weekend, Mike. Barbie's like <laughs> his fourth number one straight. So. Um. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a video, the, did you, you played, um, have you played Shredder's Revenge yet? The side, 8-bit side-scrolling one that was like a successor uh, to the arcade no, one? No, I, I That's I fantastic, haven't. but this is not that game. So <laughs> I, I'm excited to see kind of kind of more of this as well. I'm glad the Turtles, uh, Kevin Eastman and, uh, is it Peter, Peter, Laird. Peter Laird? Yeah, are are making more Turtles content, right? Still, you know, 30, 40 years later. Like, or I guess I guess be 30-something almost 40 years later they're still making turtles comic books and stories and video games so um you know these these teenagers these mutants these ninjas and turtles have really stood the test of time so um go mike this is you're 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 in your best you're in your best in game here for sure <laughs> um but that that's it for the show that's it for our news if people know what you're doing what you're up to where they can get more of your turtle hype we're gonna get that at yeah, well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter. I'm still going to call it Twitter. Uh, TikTok. Um, you can find my web comics at liferewardsrisk.com. Hopefully, I'll get around to making more of them mm-hmm. if I'm not playing my Switch. Uh, Chris, if people want to find you, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, Instagram, Valdan87, uh, or video games of Valdan, V A L D A N, anything you want to do on there. People know more about the show. Come back, listen to us. Uh, we have, I think, is it next week is Blue Beetle, Mike? Oh God, um, we are we are week next weekend's Blue Beetle, guys. So I guess you can come listen to, the, to our review of that in our regular episode. Where can they get all that good content at? Yeah, I'm gonna make it quick and easy because we've we've reached the mid 80s here in this room, mm-hmm. 85 degrees. So I'm just gonna tell mm-hmm. people to visit superheroslate.com. That's the headquarters for all things superhero slate. If you want to be a superhero, no. If you want to be a super fan, but also it makes you a superhero. Uh, if you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and send me some blocks of ice so I can uh, build right. an igloo and escape this heat. I'm going to send you a <laughs> shirt so you you have to put one on. Maybe it'll be a tank top. It'll be it'll be tolerable. <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.